unless one of them is called like the rebellion order this if you secretly hate the state like i don't care what else is on the menu this is the most important thing that's gonna happen today oh yeah no i picked up a crippling tea addiction in Raylun. we're from far up north uh here on a business venture who is she uh far up north where Scouting some prospects for Asher Winery. I have come to bargain. I mean, at the end of the day, we really have to evaluate why are we actually here? Not our cover story. Why are we actually here? We were waiting for a boat to get to the place, right? If you're ever in need, feel free to give me a ring. And how might one call of you in such a time of need? Come into my store, I suppose. Oh, okay, that's, that's pretty good. to another episode of the gate chronicles this is chronicle one chapter 69 i am your game master and host my name is emily and today i'm joined by my two only players you know how they're here almost every single time except when they're not which is almost never so uh go ahead and introduce yourselves hi i'm quentin ott i've never not been here i don't think maybe that'll change one day who knows uh, but I played Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in upstate New York, currently ready to throw hands in a gladiatory arena. Uh, and hi, I'm Jaden. I play Finnevere Avir. Yeah, no, he is losing his mind because two of his very good friends are probably in mortal danger. <laughs> Kelsey just has a migraine. It's very common. Yeah, very, very common. Yeah, it's definitely happened before <laughs> the months that we've known each other. No, so it definitely has happened before. Yeah, it's a chronic migraine. It just pops up every once in a while yeah. in times of high stress. Yeah, like, you know what else is a chronic migraine? Charles Smoot. <laughs> Charles Smoot. He's a real pain in my tuchus. Did you say 58-year-old biology teacher? Oh, I did not. I did not oh. correct myself. We'll, we'll fix, I, I don't care. I'll, I, I, we're going to change one of these days. Charles Smoot is going to go through a significant enough story slash plot line that I will genuinely change his intro. What if Selrak yeah. just becomes the permanent and Charles mm. becomes the I just have to start introducing him. Selrak, 58-year-old. <laughs> oh, no, it would be... Selrak, newborn. Yeah, Selrak, <laughs> one-and-a-half-year-old symbiote possessing this 58-year-old husk. He's kind of flabby in some areas. Ready to rule the world in any way I deem necessary. Wow, that was really good, Jaden. Maybe we'll have you play Selrak. Oh, that's my, he's mine. <laughs> I like my edgy dark side. Don't oh, take it maybe away. Maybe Finnevere gets a symbiote. Maybe yeah, you could be go, you could be the carnage to my venom. I, you could not play carnage. You you could maybe play venom. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started. The party gained valuable information that could lead them to potential allies, but during their exploration of the city. They discovered the dark reality of the Colosseum. Its victims, dissenters of the government, traitors to the Red Guard, and soon food for the Toda. Unable to tolerate this injustice and in an effort to gain the favor of the resistance, Charles Smoot leapt into the fray. Now, we must see if Steel conquers Fang. Except Charles Smoot doesn't have his weapon? Yeah, that made that really, like, awkward. Yeah, how, how yeah. That, yeah except also... Another thing that we never discussed, we very much did state that weapons weren't allowed into the city. How do we feel about shields? Would those have also have been, like, not allowed? Well, is it, isn't it a little too late? Well, no, I'm asking if my character would reasonably have his shield on him or not, or if we would have known to leave that behind. I think that our characters were just as confused as we were about 10 seconds ago. Oh, I agree. However, before we get started, I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative order. Okay. All right. Currently, one of us is not in combat, and the other one is arriving into combat. 22 for Charles Smith's initiative. Finnevere, you crit. Yeah, I did. Nice job, bud. Oh, he cares a lot. Natural 20. First stop, the hospital. Second stop, the morgue. Gotta pick up Charles Smith on the way home. Huh. 31 for a very concerned Finnevere. 
and lots of NPCs being rolled in the background, and you won't know what those are. Can we get a, like a sound effect of like a metric ton of dice being rolled? <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Editing M, for all these wonderful sound effects. Charles Smoot, you have left your way down into the pit of the Colosseum. You see in front of you, there are two Tota that are relatively close to you. They seem similar in size to the adolescent ones that you saw when you were in Ashby over a year ago. But this pit seems to be containing currently six Tota in total. And before you had leapt in here earlier when you arrived in the Coliseum, there were nine prisoners. Now, four remain. It goes without saying, you leapt into this pit without your weapon. Luckily for you, it seems that these prisoners were given a fighting chance, and weapons were strewn throughout the pit for them to retrieve, though most of them clearly have not obtained a weapon. Currently in our initiative order, though, we start with Finevere. The spectacle of your teammate leaping into the pit has drawn the entirety of the stadium's attention. The crowd's cheers swell into a mixture of both concern and bloody rhapsody. But your attention is drawn to that of your Kelsey. Her own scream drowned out by the deafening roar of the Colosseum. And she looks so small, crouched down, covering her head, and fear grips her. You can see even that she's digging her fingertips into her skull. What do you do? Kelsey, what, what's going on? Can he try to observe her condition and perhaps make an educated guess with maybe medicine? So you want to use a medicine check or a perception check? Uh, I'll say medicine. Okay, you can roll. Roll in spicy hot fire tonight with a 27. From where you are standing near her, you can see that there isn't anything arguably wrong with her health. There are no observable injuries for you to assess. She certainly seems panicked, however. Something is wrong internally. Can he try to quiet her mind with some words of confidence or affirmation. Do you have a spell or ability that allows you to do that? No, no. Finevere's magic has been, well, he's lost his song and it's desperately out of reach at the moment. He does have a silver tongue. What, it, what does silver tongue do? I, no, he just has a high diplomacy. He's, he's All right. uh, well articulated. So, from what you can tell, circumstantially, offering her words may only suffice as a bandage for the real problem. Yes, just to be sure, as to not be ignorant, I guess he'll use his last action to try to perception any other clues. If he can't find anything, he'll probably task Valen with protecting her, and then he'll have to deal with the other problem. Okay, go ahead and roll your perception. Uh, keeping in the trend of hot, smoky fire tonight with the rolls, uh, 32. As you take a closer look at Kelsey, you notice that there seems to be a streak of blood that seems to be dripping from her nose. And for a moment, you swear you glimpse that her eyes are completely black, but it fades so quickly that it's almost as if you blinked and it wasn't there. That seems pretty serious. This is not just shock. Uh, he'll look up at Van and go, we have to get her to a hospital. He just looks at you. His eyes also filled with worry. I don't know where those are. Well, we're going to find out. Right. Of course, now we pan back over to the Coliseum itself. Smooth, 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 smooth. He's going to die. I'm going to say you actually get a surprise round. Let's go. Yeah, because they I you jumped in. They weren't expecting me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is technically just like all the pieces are moving. So Charles, it is your turn. Would it be fair to say that Charles Smoot was already in rage before he jumped in? No. No? Okay, so he was not literally enraged. No, I gave you the term. He was just enraged. No, I gave you the term. You were emboldened. Okay, so first thing first, as he somehow hasn't done it yet, I would like to rage. So that will be one action to rage. And I want to know how far away the one up north is from me, the one that is attacking two people up there. In the lower right-hand corner, that one that is attacking two people is mm. 70 feet away. Ooh. You'd have to pass through two Tota of large size to get to him. The one that is in the upper left northern side closest to you, that direction is 60 feet away. 
This is this is not an easy fight. It was not meant to be an easy fight. You were not meant to jump in here. Oh, well, first thing first that I need to do is I need to look at the ground and find the largest weapon I can find. Roll a perception check. All right, make the perception check of a Jayden, lifetime. Based on that roll, tell me what he found. It's your turn, Jaden. I got a 16 total. That's not that's not terrible. That isn't bad by and any I, standard. I will roll for how far away it is. This is the first weapon that you see. All right, I'm going to say that that nets you a longsword. I like longswords. All right, I'm rolling for a distance away from you. 48 feet. Jaden, roll me a d4. One is north, two is south, three is west, and four is east. East it is. All right, 48 feet east. Oh, man, the dice have dramatic placement, as that puts it very close to a tota. The weapon that you're looking for seems to be sticking out of the ground, blood dripping down it as there is one part of an arm still attached to it, a hand gripping onto the hilt. He will be able to pick it up as part of move action, I will allow. Charles Smoot, emboldened by the theatrics of this state and the sheer brutality of it, jumps down into the pit, landing with a massive thud. Utilizing his surprise, he flies into a barbarian rage, making a full-on sprint to the nearest weapon he sees and extracts this longsword out of the ground. Charles, as you are charging through the carnage down here in the pit, you see as Toda in the upper portion of this coliseum are making their own moves, charging towards the men, the prisoners who are in this place. You see one of them grabs one of these men, in its mouth, you see fangs digging into flesh, and the man screams, howling in pain, while his friend goes at this Toda with a long spear, attempting to pry its mouth open. Charles, now it is your turn in actual combat. So I run past these Totas, uh, charging up to this one, which is looming over two individuals. Can I roll to see if uh, the individuals on the other side of this Tota that I'm currently fighting have weapons? Perception, please. Uh, 21 total, Charles Smoot. You can tell of the four survivors that these ones had managed to arm themselves, and they have been fighting tooth and claw to escape. Um, one of them does seem particularly injured. It is a young man who is actually missing an arm, perhaps the one that you crushed. However, he is still holding a sword in his other hand. The other one seems to be wielding some sort of crossbow. All right, Charles Smoot is going to make, at the very least right now, one attack on this Toda in front of him. All right, please do roll to hit. Total 33 to hit. 33 does hit. Is it a critical? Because if we're in second edition now, so if I beat its AC by 10... Yes. Let's go! Because it's a crit, Charles Smooth, with his first attack, does 34 damage. Looks like you did some significant damage. But I've only used two actions, so I would like to make a second attack. All right, go ahead. Woo-wee! Okay. That's pretty good. 29. 29 would hit. Is it a critical? No. Oh, yeah. Still a massive 19 damage. This creature is certainly bloodied. It looks like it's standing on its last legs. You have garnered its attention. You hack into its hindquarters, actually slicing through sinew and bone. And as you do, and blood gushes from its wound, it turns enraged. This toad is a barbarian too? Oh, could you imagine? Move over, Cerulean. And actually it is its turn. Oh, that's good. Hit me. What's your AC? 22. Okay. This Toda, in pain and desperate to get you away from it, snaps its jaws at you initially, but it misses as its gimp leg gives out from underneath of it. It is not prone, but you see as its body sags to the side, this leg is basically just hanging off of its body. It is bleeding profusely, but it is going to try and go after you again. Let's go multiple attack penalty. Oh, that's a natural deal. It's not doing it today. No, this Toda just ain't having it today. Yeah, yeah. So this Toda struggles to even get up. It fails to bite you. However, its friends... <laughs> There's more than one! Smelling blood find themselves drawn over towards the scent. They see you as blood has sprayed over top of you. This one nearby, just beneath you, 
It lumbers its way over towards you, its body sliding across the ground like a meat sack. This Tota takes its tail and swings it around, attempting to knock you off balance. Hey, that's that's bludgeoning. That cheats. <laughs> you only did that because you realized. No, I just wanted you to get knocked down so I that you could it. at least get hit once. No, impossible. Well, fine. This Tota instead knocks into the statue that is nearby on the wall, which causes it to crumble, and it falls on top of it, causing relatively severe damage to this creature. Stupid Tota, your intelligence is too low. Um, Jaden. Yes. I'm going to give you control of three Tota in the top, and I'm going to have you narrate what's happening to the uh, NPCs up top. Okay. I'm just, I want you to have a job, and I want you to have fun, because I'm, this is going to be a fight. <laughs> and he's going to roll his own mini combat up he's there? He's going to roll a mini combat in the background. Every time a round passes, he's going to roll that entire round and narrate what happens up there. How my boy's doing over there, Jaden? Uh, well, some character succeeded at a fortitude save. Revolutionary! One of the prisoners that is nearby you, the one holding the crossbow, sees that this... Toda is severely injured in front of it. And you see as this crossbow, he loads it up, he releases this bolt, which actually strikes directly in the Toda's head, and it falls to the ground, slumping into a massive puddle of blood. I got him! I got him! Thank you, sir! He takes a moment, and he's going to reload his crossbow where he is, because he can't move after he took a five-foot step. How's going over on the uh, other side, Drayden? Well, I'm so glad you asked! With the artist direct their attention to number five, reported for larceny, assault, and not filing his taxes. <laughs> a criminal's a criminal in my book. Oh, it looks like Thrash is coming up, and oh, number five goes down with a nasty bite. He may not be getting back up. Number eight, better look out or he's next. The 10 minute mark is so close, and I know those in the betting rings are waiting to see if he'll survive to the next tick. Oh, not likely. Oh, but number five, he's getting back up. Amazing. I thought he died. <laughs> no, he, he went down with a bite and it was like all like poison and whatnot, but he succeeded his board to say it. <laughs> oh, wow. Somebody's doing pretty well. Well, he says dead on my screen. So uh, hold Can on. Can you undead uh, him? Yes. Nice. Continue. And he retaliates with a flurry of ineffective sword swings. Oh, don't bring a short sword to a Tota fight. I guess that's what you get for being a traitor. Oh, and number eight comes in to help. Oh, with with the pike. With a miss here and a miss there. It looks like it's going to be a short one, folks. I hope you didn't get that extra side of fries. I do like canonically right now. I have the idea that there's just these giant, these conical-shaped objects that are projecting your voice out. So it's not an actual speaker, but it's still projecting your voice loud enough that people in your section can hear. Yeah, yeah, they pay extra for that. Yeah. The question is, is, what does the announcer think of Charles Smith? I don't know what you're. Ladies and gentlemen, an elderly man has joined the fray of his own volition. This has got to be a first in my book. But hey, justice takes on all challengers. Now say it with me, everyone. As the sun rises, there will be blood. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Is that what the Red Kingdom stands for? God. It does here. All right. Now, outside of the ring, as the announcer is making all of these wild calls, Finnevere, we are back to your turn, where you and your group are standing up in the higher tiers. You see, as Kelsey kind of regains composure of herself, she looks at you, you see this, again, you see this small trickle of blood, and she wipes it away from her nose, and she looks at you. And then you see as her eyes kind of like drift over the crowd momentarily as she's looking out there. We're being watched. Kelsey, can you stand? We need to get you to a hospital or something. No, no, no. I don't need to go anywhere. We need to help Mr. Smooth. Right. Balin, look after her. You're going in there? Are you insane? Well, I've got to do something. I mean, the old man is handling those things without much difficulty, it seems. Uh, Finn can't find the words, it seems, and he is going to sp- jump down the seats in front of him and kind of... The goal is to end up, like, on the side of the ring next to Smoot. 
please roll your acrobatics to see if you can maneuver your way through the crowd at full speed. Hot fire rolls. I need you now more than ever. Except those death saving throws like 20 episodes ago. <laughs> 25! I would say that that would succeed uh, as you are making your way through the crowd. You are able to navigate. Daredevil doing front flips over pedestrians, stepping on the heads of the innocent. No, he's just running on the backs of the chairs. Excuse me. Hot me. Sorry. Oh. I, I like the canon that you are literally, like, running on people's shoulders. Oh, whatever it takes. Pardon me, excuse me, coming through! Sorry about your sausages. <laughs> Valen and Kelsey are going to stay back for the time being. All right, Jaden, it's another round for the top area, so you better get rolling, Jaden. <laughs> Sticks so much time. <laughs> exactly. Well, imagine if the GM had to do all this. All right, Valen's not doing anything. Well, there's a conversation happening up top, which, um, because you guys aren't there, you don't get to hear Thanks, Quentin. Yeah, you're welcome. I go walla. Charles Smoot, it's your turn. At the top of your round, please roll a will save for me. 19 for Charles Smoot. You feel this nagging voice trying to enter into your mind. It's like Sarak has something he wants to say. But you're ignoring him currently. Too enraged by the sheer brutality here. Charles Smoot, this is fully him acting. This isn't Selrak, though. Selrak is being enticed by the bloodshed and the mutilation that's here. This is all Charles Smoot's own anger. Okay. Oh, this is so good. I need that anger. Give me more. Charles Smoot's just going to roll to attack this one in front of him with a 29 to hit. Does hit. Please roll damage. 18 damage. I mean, we're, we're, we're just going to wail on this guy. Okay. Uh, 27 to hit, which we already know hits. So, ooh, baby. There we go. 22 damage. Okay. Charles Smoot, you take your longsword slicing through the neck of this Toda. You see it as blood sprays out from it, coating your hands and the front of you. And the creature falls dead. You can taste its blood in your mouth, which is acrid and stinging. You have one more action. Uh, I would just like to move up northward so as to make the Tota have to move to me, but still positioning myself in a way that the Tota would have to go past me to get to the other revolutionaries. What? Straight north, like two squares. All right, you move. Exactly 15 feet north. Could I see if there's a bigger weapon anywhere? You may perception check. However, I will say you do not have enough moves to pick it up. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, 25 on my perception. I, I need, I want something two-handed. I, I, I have a suggestion. Let's give him a hammer. A hammer? Big hammer. Sure. He's never done hammer things before. I haven't done hammer things before. Uh, it's actually embedded in the wall um, underneath the rubble where the Toda that knocked the statue down is. Okay. So it's back. So it's like 30 feet directly down That's from me. That's more than 30 feet. But it's lodged in a wall. Oh, it is exactly 30 feet. Good job, Quentin. Yes, it is lodged in the wall and also stuck under some of the rubble. Okay, good to know that. If you want the hammer. I do like two-handed weapons, but I'm good for now. As you have slain another Toto, you hear as the crowd seems to become more divided. There are many boos from one half, while another half is cheering you on, though they have no name to call you. Old man, old man. Smooter man. What, 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 is, what is the announcer thinking, though? Well, uh, it would be about that time. What's going on up top? And what's number eight got up his sleeve? Oh, he's... Banging his spear against a shield, trying to intimidate the Tota. <laughs> to no effect. What will they think of next? I don't know, Gerald. What will they think of next? Well, seeing as it doesn't work, he tries to get a few stabs in, but ah, uh, another miss. Man, this guy really sucks. Looks like number eight won't be making it too much longer. And oh, here we go. Mama Squatch coming it from down under. Here she comes in with her signature crusher, but, but no, these worms are far too squirmy today. Maybe we'll make it to that next tick. Looks like Razorclaw can't find his way in. Maybe next time, Razorclaw, maybe next time. Oh, and looks like number five is backing at it again, and oh, next the nose of Ironhide. 
We will get vengeance. Um, the young man with the crossbow looks towards you, Charles. Is there anything we can do? Kill them! Well, yeah, but... All right. He follows your instructions running further north towards the other group of Toda. They're attacking some of his friends, believing that you are a great strategist currently. (laughs) I hit it with a stick. That does not make me a strategist. Are you sure you need these guys on your side? You're stronger than he is, so he's assuming you're the leader right now. That's kind of how it works in I, when, when you punch the biggest guy in the room, you get the feathered cap. Yeah, you can get your blue feathered Finally. helmet. I swear, it's been so long. I feel like Finn needs to find this blue feathered helmet it's for It's a him. legendary <laughs> item. It does literally nothing, but it makes him feel emboldened. For a legendary hero. So he fires off a another shot, and he hits. He's actually doing pretty good. This kid. So, that's his turn, and you can see that one of these Tota is actually starting to take some good damage. It seems that this young man has been emboldened by your heroic words. <laughs> Kill them. Your boy's not doing so hot anymore. Which boy? Number five. Number five or number eight? N- number eight. Oh no. no, number eight. Number eight. Wait, wait. Too hot or dead? Two very different things. Let me do some math here. <laughs> How does poison work? The young man that is missing his arm, you can see that he is not looking so good, Mr. Stark. He needs healing, but he's not doing much right now. He is currently retreating back. That's good. A little ways, but he is taking his action to do this, and it seems that he is performing some battle medicine on himself. Oh, good for him. Good for him. Is a healer's kit on him? He found some bandages. Oh, that's nice. Oh, actually, no. He found the tattered cloth of somebody else's body. Oh, well, I mean, hey, listen, when you need a tourniquet. Right, he even ha- he's even thinking green. Look at this guy. Finnevere, Avir, it is your turn, top of the round. So what do you plan on doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Finn goes up to the edge and yells out, What are you thinking? Crickets. Charles Mood isn't responding to that. Uh, give me a pure charisma roll for loudness. Mm. Wait, no, no, do we do that? Uh, so plus mod? Yeah, of course. Because yeah. that's a six. What are, what are you doing? It just gets drowned <laughs> out by all the shouting. No, there is literally just this swell of voices from around you. Jaden, you still have moves. I was going to say that that shout is free. He's going to grumble to himself angrily. Can he use telekinetic projectile and kind of like feign like he's going to give him one of these and one of those like for his gestures and like shoot some debris on the ground? Sure. That's going to be a deception check to disguise that motion. All right, let's go. Let's see. All those months of faking that those conversations with his fake mother were decent. (laughs) Wow. Uh, uh, 19. Okay. I mean, yeah, who's really watching you? Uh, who is really watching Besides this guy? Besides the people who are explicitly watching you. I mean, I mean, he looks weird to, like, the guy next you, to him. You, you know that there are Red Guard that... They're, they're particularly paying attention to people who are close to the edge right now because of certain individuals jumping into the pit. A very unceremonious way of getting yourself into trouble. Uh, so they're really watching people closely around the edge. Sometimes they'll like to see them going up and be like, back up, you. Wait a second. Jane, doesn't telekinetic projectile have a range limit of 30 feet? Yeah. Okay. So because of the depth of the pit and how far out these Tota are currently, you would not be able to hit them with telekinetic projectile. However, you could use your new dagger to try and hit something like that. Do you want to try that instead? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Roll to hit. Uh, a 33 to hit. How does that sound? Minus two for the range increment. Minus two for 31. That hits and is critical. Oh, boy. Shaden. Uh-huh. Technically, this creature is unaware of your presence. Uh-huh. You could apply sneak attack. That would be pretty crazy. It would be a pretty crazy thought. Just, just say it. Just, you know, this random Dota just dying out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, um, what is this dagger? Why am I doing 4d6 on a crit? And it applies bleed. Yeah, that I can see that. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, aren't you glad you got this dagger from a certain friend? Oh my gosh. It has a weapon potency of plus one with a striking rune. Oh my gosh. 
I told you, this is a level seven item. This is what you're, this is a good item. So that is a total of 23 damage. Lang deserves a trophy the next time I see it. And it's bleeding. Yes. I can add 1d6 of persistent damage. It is four. All of a sudden, Benavira, you manage to fling out this dagger returning. And as you do, this silver sort of flash juts across the arena, piercing into the flesh of this Toda. It seems confused by the sudden sharp pain in its side, though no one is there striking it. This silver dagger, again, this thin needle kind of flies back towards you. You manage to catch it. Uh, Finnevere, you hear as one of the Red Guard approaches you, Hey! Back away from the edge! Now! Uh, 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 um, he'll back away from the edge and try to move to a different location. He seems to be eyeing you suspiciously. Uh-oh, someone's in trouble. Okay. Charles, you see as the last Toda in the group you had attacked begins something you haven't seen before. An evocative dance? <laughs> no, actually, though, it charges towards you. With a lurching charge. I don't like it. It has a name. Named things are generally bad. Yeah, you're not going to like that it's getting a bonus. I definitely don't like that it's getting a bonus. Finally! So, I'm sorry, Charles. I don't mean to sound excited, but... Beesh, I've been trying to hit you this whole time. You've taken no damage. You have a giant HP pool. It's time to take damage. I'm not wrong. So, Charles Smoot, please roll your fortitude save. Oh. All right, hopefully my dice roll better than Jaden's. Oh, yeah, baby. First off, we've got a 30 for Charles Smoot's fortitude save, and because he is a level 7 barbarian, a success is actually treated as a critical success for Charles Smoot's fortitude. Okay. So, uh, Charles Smoot, you feel as this Toda's teeth sink into your flesh, tearing into your arm that is holding your weapon currently. It grips onto you. You can see as venom drips down its fangs, seeping into your flesh. But you can feel inside of you as one deep within swells enraged. Do I have to roll another will save at the yes. start of my turn? Okay. All right. 29 for Charles Smoot's will. Selrak is like banging at the gates and Charles Smoot is pushing him down, making him subservient. Okay. You feel as though something is different this time. Can I tell what is different? No, you've pushed him down. Oh, you chewed through my barbarian rage temp HP. Oh, it's fine. Okay, so clarifying the flavor text of this Tota biting down on my sword arm is in fact flavor text, and I am still capable of swinging this weapon. It's grabbed you. Okay, so I am grabbed. At the start of Charles Smoot's turn, he will go ahead and just attempt to plunge his blade deep into the neck of this Toto, which is chomping down on his arm. All right, go ahead, roll the hit. Oh, and you're going to target that Toto so that the Toto takes damage. I'm very salty. 29 to hit. Please roll your damage. 20 damage. You take your sword, plunging it into this creature's eye. You actually end up switching the blade into the other hand since your sword arm is trapped. It takes significant damage, but it is holding on. Its fangs digging deeper. Then we stab it again. It's just that easy. Uh, yeah, 13 definitely does not hit. Uh, so we're going to roll and just, we're going to full round action of nothing but striking. I will have a minus 10 to this roll. But with a natural 19 on the dice, the question then becomes is, does a 24 hit? It does hit. Please roll damage at a minus 10. 19 on the dice. Dang. 21 damage. Once again, you just, using your might, you drive this longsword deeper into this creature's skull. You can feel as its body struggles against it until it gives way. Its teeth loosen from around your arm. You are freed from the grab as it falls dead on the ground. You hear as a chant begins, though, amongst the crowd. What's happening up north? Well, I'm so glad you asked. While number five struck his blow against Ironhide, number eight struggling against Mama Squatch. 
as he drives his polearm into her scales. Oh no, Mama Squatch! Nine damage, dang. And he's driving at her again, but oh no! Number eight's got stuck in between Mama Squatch's thick scales and can't retrieve his weapon. Too bad, number eight, too bad. Mama Squatch isn't very happy about this. That's, oh, number eight goes down with a hard tail swipe. That's gotta hurt. I think I can hear his skull cracking from here. And oh, a vicious bite. Oh, with that venom, he might not be getting up from this one. You had a good run, number eight, but it's time. It looks like Ironhide's not giving up either. Oh, a successful bite. Uh, second chomp down on number five. Ah, uh, looks like he's not feeling too good from that totem venom. Oh, he seems a little woozy. You think you can go? You think you can run? There's nowhere to go. Number five is a trying to flee the scene, dropping his sword and running away, clinging on to the last gripe of life he has left. No, you're forgetting a certain revolutionary with his crossbow. Oh, my man, my myth, my legend. He sees his friend fleeing, but he stands stalwart, confident. Involved emboldened by this great leader behind him. I will say the emboldened condition will spread to people who are your allies as long as you keep hitting. I, hey, it's, apparently we're doing hot. However, for the first time, it misses. No, my man. Wait, well, does he get any bonuses for being emboldened? No, there's, it's not a real game. <laughs> it's, it's a fake thing. No, he misses his, his shots. Pew, pew. He tried. He feels concerned now as he sees his friends fleeing from the scene. He looks towards you, his temporary leader in the situation. Revolutionary 2 actually is still bandaging himself, breathing a sigh of slight relief as these Tota have been felled, but a boo washes across the crowd until you hear a horn blast. But first, Benavir, it is your turn. Finn needs to make a distraction to get some get some heat off his trail. So well, he's actually, here you go. Uh, Kelsey and Valen run up towards you. That's a group. You can ask for help. <sighs> Mr. Finnevere, he's doing a lot better than I thought. Uh, yes, uh, very impressed. Very impressed. We should not make him angry anymore. We should yeah. also probably leave. So, uh, yeah, I would think so. Um, I could probably lend a hand, but I need some eyes off, so maybe we can rally the crowd. You want to rally the crowd? What does that even mean? I don't know. Stir up some drama. The silver-haired fox. Is that what you're referring to Charles as? A fox of all creatures? More like a gorilla, if anything. Lo and behold, in the distance. We can be like a silverback. The silverback gorilla. God. Is that what you mean? Like you want you want Shakespeare in a Colosseum during a bloodbath? Let's get a chant going. I don't know what Shakespeare is, but that sounds like he's familiar with bloodbaths. Uh, prophet of prophet. Um. You want to preach the prophet of prophet right now? We need to sell an unmarketable item to a hungry crowd. Oh. All we need to do is a bit of rebranding. Crap. You're a genius. There you go. Crowds love chance. <clears throat> the silver-haired man, unwavering in stride, chose not to run or turn aside. He faced the Torah with courage and grace. Boom, boom, uh, <laughs> in, his, <laughs> in this perilous and ancient and fearsome place. You're going to roll diplomacy. Um... I don't think that's what the crowd wants to hear, right? Uh, you're going to roll diplomacy. I would say the crowd is not hostile. Yeah, they're not hostile. So you're trying to improve the attitude of a very large crowd, which is kind of difficult. So need my heart of the cards pull. Oh, no. Those lyrics may not be as fire as I thought they were. It was, 19. Probably, from, it was probably from Kelsey going, a boom, boom, a boom, boom, a boom, boom, boom. I can't rap. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Finnevere, you seem to have gathered some people's attention, though a few of them look at you with some confusion as well. Are you a minstrel of some sort? <clears throat> I, 
Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, practicing. There's a band outside you can join, not in here. Move out of the way. You're in my way for the for the spectacle. All right, we got to move over a few a few uh, rows and try again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're getting closer and closer to that announcer guy. Sure, if you want to move Did over. You just take the mic away from him. It's uh, actually <laughs> further. So you're on the opposite side of where the announcer guy is because he's on the same side. Oh. Well, we're going to make our way around. Yeah, you guys begin, like, moving your way around the stadium. I will say, uh, as you guys... I'm going to give you some distance. As I said, suddenly, there is a horn blast. And you hear as the crowd begins chanting, Drake! Drake! Oh, no. Drake! Drake! What if I kill their dragon? And a very large gate on the far right side of the Coliseum where all Mm -hmm. of the revolutionaries have gathered. Mm -hmm. A gate opens. You see a huge Mm -hmm. Tota, an adult, step out from the gate, its tongue flicking in and out. Quentin's upset. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. They're all going to (laughs) die. It steps out, turning to prisoner number five. Five. Oh, um, poor lad. Oh, he tried to run away. What, what is his no. HP? One. Oh, he was one. running away for his life. Did I mention this man's poison six? You see as this large Tota, as the crowd is calling Drake, this one is huge, towering over this group of men. And as prisoner number five approaches Towards the gate, unknowingly walking to his doom, you see as he is scooped up in the jaws of this drake and swallowed whole. Charles Smoot, now it is your turn. How far away is Drake from Charles? 30 feet. Will. Oh, Will say. You're very correct. The feeling growing stronger. Let's Let's go. Natural 20. Let's go. You feel this almost indignant sigh of resignation and you hear you hear these words fine dying I like that I wanted to like make him subservient or steal his power right I wanted to call forth his power but using my will instead of his oh okay I'm sorry I think we both misunderstood that check is not for you to control him that check was for another reason so we're going to interpret it this way. It seemed he had something he wanted to tell you, but you pushed him down. You felt this sensation from him, but your will was strong, and the dice saith so. Yeah, but you didn't tell me what he was trying to say. I can't tell you what he was trying to say. You were rolling really well. Well, when you shut someone out of the conversation, you're not really <laughs> entitled to know what they wanted to say. Charles Smoot will stride up to Drake and yell to his momentary compatriots run okay so you stride up the 30 feet yep you have 30 feet of movement yep okay and then charles will make a strike with his longsword quentin don't be disheartened Prepare. oh maybe be a little disheartened uh, i'll try and roll a second attack 28 to hit 28 would hit please roll damage 18 damage oh what's happened up top Jaden, how is right? Do they think number eight is dead? Is the real question. Because they don't. You saw their intelligence and their wisdom. Is number eight really good at deceiving people and can feign death? Or no. is he actually dead? No. <laughs> no, he's no. just actually dead. Number eight is on a clock and he's making the last moments count. And what is this? Number eight getting back up for more punishment. Oh, he's running over up to Ironhide. Gathering up that short sword. Number five, cowardly tossed away. Oh no. <laughs> Can't get through that armor. Ironhide's outfitted with the best the Red Kingdom has to offer. Cannot quite get through that armor, clanking off that nose piece. Oh, and Ironhide retaliates. Oh, with a devastating bite. <laughs> Number eight's hurting. He's not down yet. However,. I think we've entered the moment you've all been waiting for. Say it with me. Drink. 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 
As surely as the sun rises, there will be blood. Charles, your dear little revolutionary looks back towards you, looks terrified. I told him to run. And he does run towards the body of Toda's, hopefully uh, to create a shield. That's partial cover. Yeah, he uses all of his actions to get as far as he can. And revolutionary number two, who was cowering near the door with his arm partially gone, also takes the moment, listening to your words, oh wise, enraged leader, and flees into the body of Toda. Vinavir, it is your turn. Ah, uh, Mr. Vinavir, I think he's in trouble now. You can literally see, like, if you reached out, you might be able to touch the top of this thing's head with how tall it is. Sounds like we're in the splash zone. (laughs) The audience are chanting a bloody roar. Uh, Does it look like we were followed by that one observant red guard? No. All right, then he's going to try to slyly fling his hand out and do another attack. Okay, so deception for for that. Very deceptive today. 31. Very deceptive. All right, roll your two hit. Again, you're rolling with sneak attack because this creature is unaware of your presence. Oh, hey, and a 32 to hit. It's also threatened. So yeah, there's that. So 32 definitely hits, but that is not a critical. Uh, a grand total of 11 damage. Respectable. Your dagger returning flings out sharp as a needle and like a zip of light pierces into this Toda's flesh. It does not seem to dig very deep as it returns back to your hand. Roll for your stealth if you're trying to catch it stealthily. Charles, you can roll a perception check to see if you see this. Uh, 19 for Finnevere for his uh, sneakiness. And 23 for Charles Smith's perceptiveness. It seems, Finnevere, that you're catching the attention of some audience members who see this flash of light and they kind of like looking around. Some of them, their eyes land on you. (laughs) I mean, his deception was really good. Yeah, right? He's just cheering. And Charles Smoot, you see this flash of light, this sudden shift of an image of a dagger, which you see fling back. Um, I want you all to roll a perception check. I just did that. A fresh perception check. Oh. Okay. 25 for Charles Smoot. And a 30 for Finn. Excellent rolls, Does gentlemen. Does it have a thorn in its paw that I could cluck out to make it friendly? Oh. Oh, well. Absolutely not. I'll stick a thorn in its paw. With those rolls, although the stadium is filled with the walla of rage, jubilation, and a myriad of other emotions, there is something that seems to ethereally touch each of you. You are overwhelmed by this sudden sense of bloodlust targeted at you all, as though someone is watching you making their presence known, coming from the farthest end of the Colosseum, a good distance away from you, where you see there is a box. Do we get a good look at this individual? Charles Smoot, you are unable to. Yeah, that's fair. As Drake turns his attention to you and is going to attempt, well, to do the thing. The thing! He wants to eat you. This boy has not eaten in some time, it seems. Oh, great. He has the starved condition. Yay! Charles Smoot, you feel as the massive teeth of this Toda come and crush down around you. And you are taking 19 damage. Minus two, because I have resistance to piercing. You're going to take, then, 17 damage. That was attack number one. Are you ready? For number two! The sequel. Attack number two. You are going to be attacked once again as it crushes its jaws back down onto you. You are grabbed, by the way. Charles Smoot, how fun do you want to go? As fun as you want to get. Okay. You um, find yourself, as you are grabbed, you are swallowed whole. It flings you up into the air, opening its mouth. It's your turn! Finnevere had his chance back at the swamp! Not this again! You see as... From your perspective, and, and the audience all sees this, as Charles Smooth's body is flung up in the air, Drake opens its mouth wide, and you see Charles 
just drop straight into its mouth, into the gullet, sinking into the belly. You will take 13 bludgeoning damage, but you can, remember, you can escape from this by doing enough damage to the inside or rolling an appropriate escape roll. So I have 78 HP remaining. Finally, we're doing damage. This is how it's supposed to be. You're the tank. Take some damage. Woo! Your, your team is up top. At the top of my round, can I roll a will save? Seeing as I have succeeded on quelling Celerac's ambition, can I beckon him forth? And so now that, like, effectively, like, I pushed him so down, you, I you, want hold to on, now hold control on. So you want to reach out to him? Yes. Okay. But with the clear statement of me being in charge. You need to reach out to him first. I think there's this thing called communication. You know, you can communicate by, like, grabbing someone's leash and, like, yanking it around. But also you can say, hey, we're going to do it this way. So you, you have two options here. You can try to force Selrak to do as you will. Mm-hmm. Or you can attempt a conversation with him. You can kind of meditate. You can meditate in the That would be the term, but that would be what it is. You're entering into your mindscape. So you can either force him to surface and hope that you maintain control or... I want the conversation. Okay. Now that I've pushed him down, I want him to understand that I'm the one initiating this, not him. Wow. So do I roll a will save for this? No. No? Oh. You need to have the conversation. Sure. This is different, remember. All right, so we're going into bullet time to go into Charles Smoot's mind. Basically. Well, you know, it's like uh, that movie with the dreams and the... So, as you were swallowed by this Tota, by Drake, what is it that's going through Charles Smoot's mind? Why is he reaching this way? And then I'll give you a description about what's going on. Charles Smoot was suppressing Selrak because he wanted complete control of his faculties, knowing that... It was him making this decision. He's not giving in to bloodlust, which is what drives the rest of the people, which drives the rest of the crowd. This is him seeking justice. And he was very confident when fighting the adolescent hosts. But now that the tides of battle have kind of turned and the innocent civilians, these revolutionaries, are now in danger, Charles Smoot feels like he will not be able to save them unless... He becomes more than he is. As he stands in his mindscape, what is he doing? He's screaming. Selrak! What do you want, weakling? You ignore my call. And now you have the audacity to come to me with a request. What do you want, Charles? What I've always wanted. The power to protect those I care about. I pushed you back because I don't want to lash out in a blind rage. I will let you out, but you can have a field day so long as you do not hurt anything but the monsters. But who are the monsters, Charles? And you see as he forms in front of you, bubbling up from the blackness I trust my words quite carefully. He hunches, towering over you, his blank face in front of you. You can't even see. You can't feel the blood kin. I warn you, don't ignore what we truly want, Charles. We want revenge. We want to take it back. What they took from us. Take what is truly ours. We are the progenitor, not them. We will devour all. Revenge? Reclamation? You can have it, so long as it doesn't hurt the ones I care about. Everything else is nothing but collateral. I will help you on one pointed condition, Charles. The Bloodkin. Yeah, meanwhile, everyone on the outside. Yeah! And the silver-haired devil is down for the count. Drink, 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 
The power of the Red Kingdom on display. Charles, the Blood King. I want them. Who even are they? Why do you care? They are us. As long as it doesn't hurt those I care about, have at them. He begins to laugh. <laughs> Very well. And so, you have made a deal. I hope you're ready for this. Don't you love when you're swallowed by a creature and then there's story progression inside? It's great. Listen, your mind moves a lot faster than the outside reality. Yeah. So, what is Finn thinking currently? I'm having horrific frog flashbacks times Toda. Is it is it Finn's turn? That's that's what I'm getting is what is the reaction? Your friend is swallowed. Mortified, but Finn has been forced to learn time and time and time again that if he's going to protect what he needs to, he needs to keep a level enough head to make decisive decision, whether or not it's the correct decision. So he is now entirely focused on what window he believes exists to rescue Smooth. All right. Charles, I'm going to say the tran- it would transformation would take a round for effect. On the outside, uh, well, Jade, what happens to number eight really quick? Is he still Is he still in this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How? How? Honestly. Miracles. Miracles do happen. You know, like, I thought I was the tanky frontline. Apparently, number eight is just too tough to chew. Uh, well, you see, uh, the number eight has unlocked Ultra Instinct. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> and in this metaphorical corner, Ironhide and Mama Squatch are having turns at number eight. Uh, but they can't quite seem to land a hit bite after bite. Tail swiped after tail swipe. He's using Ironhide as a shield. Mama Squatch has got its jaws around Ironhide's jaw. Yeah, neg crit flavor text. Don't worry, folks. That poison will kick in at some time. It's not a matter of if, only when. And look at that. We've reached the 10-minute mark. Those who place your bets can go collect your winnings after the match. So is eight still alive? I'm sorry, I got oh, yeah. lost. Eight is still alive. I uh, great for him. Number eight. Number eight. Honestly, the real hero. I need to save that man and get his autograph. My two revolutionaries in the corner who are absolutely terrified. They continue to burrow and get concealment. Yeah. Roll that uh, stealth check. Yeah, they're 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 hiding there. And I mean, hey, concealment does give them uh, a pretty decent benefit. They uh, honestly, it's like, where do they go? Do they resign themselves to fate? Who knows? Will anybody save these children? Finnevere, it is. Top of the round to you. All right. The only sensible thing. Oh, my God. Uh, well, we are that's going. it. Charles done. So um, do we want to just leave this area? Without a word, Finn is going to sprint on the edge of the railing to get close enough to that big Tota and jump straight off onto its head. Acrobatics, please. Um, um, uh, 17. That's a 17. 17's a good number. That's it's, high. It's the size of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> this, you didn't have to roll to hit. Roll a reflex to grab. Hey, 36. Reflexes right. are good. Beautiful. You um, grab onto one of its horns as you jump. All right. And you're currently hanging off of the horn, and its eye kind of like, which is just below you, turns and flicks up towards you. Uh, that eye is getting stabbed. Its face is getting stabbed. So 35 to hit. Uh, Jaden, it would be a crit. Like, wow. Okay, crit time. 35's good. Bleed. You do hear as one of the guards as you jump, but stop. Why is everyone jumping into the pit? This is not a free-for-all. It is now, champ. Joe's what he knows. <laughs> All right, so this is this is how it's gonna be. Kelsey jumps in the pit. Oh, so this is how it ends, not with a glorious retribution, but with this sad death of dying in a pit. Oh, all right, and he just jumps in after her. Everyone's together again. However, Kelsey is running over to the two men they're hiding. The guard is given up with this group. He saw Finnevere, then he sees the other two. They all have a death. They have a death wish. All of them. It's not on my hands. My job. It's not on my hands. It's okay. My job will be done in like, what, two minutes tops? You know, more money for me. Let's go. So has got himself all cloaked up as he runs up, drawing out his rapier and 
applying a very hefty wound into its leg. Uh, meanwhile, it seems that Kelsey is providing some medical aid to the people that are down below. You do hear, though, that some of the Red Guard are debating whether or not they're supposed to go in after your group or let you all die. Oh, come on in. Water's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, Charles Smoot, you're inside. Yeah, no, I can't. I, you can't go before. So, um, thinking that everything is fine inside of itself. <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> what a mistake. What a mistake. Also confused by the man that's hanging off of its horn. The Toto begins shaking its head to uh. get you to release it. To release. Um, it is going to try and fling you, using you as a ranged projectile. Uh, uh. Can you please roll everything? Everything! <laughs> anything! I will roll anything! All the button! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, athletics to hold on. Or you could roll acrobatics to see if you can drop safely. Would you like to hold on? Or would you like to drop? I think I'd like to drop safely. <laughs> Please roll acrobatics. Hey, hey! 29, let's go! All right. You don't have control of direction. You will be flung for about 10 feet. After Finnevere has been flung from its head, it turns its attention towards the man that is currently uh, stabbing it in its leg with his rapier. That would be Valen if you didn't understand, you know. <gasps> the, yeah, that's how it works. Valen dodging out of the way. However, I think there's a rumbling and it's tumbling. And it's not gas. Uh, but, so, Jaden, um... Mm-hmm? Well, since you're, you're in control of those three Tota up top... Well, you know, see, um... <laughs> uh, Ironhide and uh, Mama Squatch are pretty upset at number eight. But Razorclaw is so, like, he's so pent up. Like, he hasn't been able to get in. Like, these other two have been tail blocking him this whole time. And he sees... Fresh meat? Another target that isn't being contested except for the big one. Oh, and that's perfectly within his one range of movement. Oh, oh, look at that. Uh, yes, so... So, so that's a natural one. Not kidding. Nice. He stumbles over his own paw, falling onto the ground. He's very clumsy. He was the special one in the back. <laughs> his Finn plays ball. it off like he did that with his mind. Deception. <laughs> Her performance. Yeah, let's go with the performance. 18. Why? You used to be a bard. I did used to be a bard. <laughs> Maybe this will teach you to go back to your bardic roots. Maybe they take it as a joke. You're just shimmying? Yeah. I just Rocky imagine Finnevere. Yeah, no. Finnevere is totally like doing like a shimmy or something that the audience is going, Boo. You want some? That only works for women. I'm not gay. He is. You don't want none of this. <laughs> oh, Dog. Oh, he's right. I don't. <laughs> All right. Number eight is still in this for some dang reason. Let's go. Number eight. Valen, continuing with his uh, onslaught, is going to perform a flurry of attacks. Summoning is a thing, though. Valen manages to deal some more damage to this creature, but... Kelsey, on the outside, still providing aid to these other people. And Charles Smoot, something has happened within. So, um, per the rules of being swallowed whole, you have to be at least two sizes smaller than the creature swallowing you. Yeah, makes sense. But, Benavir, you hear as the drake begins to gag. And all of a sudden, like, this thing just kind of, like, vomits out this black, oozing substance. A substance you have seen before. Hit the deck! <laughs> <laughs> the whole crowd recoils in disgust as this steaming pile of ooze sort of move and raise itself up into, <laughs> into, <laughs> into an erect... <laughs> Why are you choosing these words? <laughs> Steaming pile and erect generally are adjectives to describe very specific nouns. <laughs> you... Well, it was the only word I could think of, and it made sense, but I started laughing because I realized it's not. Anyway. 
Are you okay? No? We've hit that point of the night. I'm it, trying it's to... 11. It's <laughs> yeah, 11. It's 11.15. Okay. As this mound seems to stand up in the shape of a man, Finn, from your experience with this creature and what Kelsey's told you, it generally is something that is enraged and will harm anyone in its way, and this is what you are aware of currently. As Charles stands up in his newly ascended form, his one knee kneeled on the ground as he's starting to stand up and he's bracing himself against a huge black curved falchion. And he proceeds to stand up and then just wheel this sword around with two hands and go straight for the creature's neck. What's your to hit, please? Uh, my to hit would be a 31. Oh, minus 130. Total. Okay, that hits. Roll your damage. 16 damage. You cleave through one of the drake's horns, cutting it off. It actually also slices partially into the skull of this creature, scraping the top of it, where a slight bit of blood splatters across the audience. Some scream in terror, while others seem enthralled. I make another attack with it. 28. 28 does hit. Please roll damage. A total of 20 damage. This creature is bloodied. You bring your sword back around, wheeling it in this wide arc. You actually graze across its neck. It kind of rears back, you missing the meatiest parts of it. You see that there's a slight trickle of blood. For my third action, I would like to use Intimidating Glare to demoralize the smaller totems. Okay, um, so the furthest ones, you would not be That's able fine. to get. I'm just, but... just going to glare at the one that is attacking Finnevita. So go ahead, you can roll to intimidate. 22? It appears demoralized. As you finish off intimidating this one totem by glaring at it, your face contorting horrifically, that even the audience that is nearby recoils, you hear a sudden high-pitched whistle, and... All of the Toda seem to go down, almost in a bowing motion, and the audience themselves fall silent, and a voice seems to echo across the field, That's enough, I suppose. And your attention is drawn towards the far end of the field, where you see a figure in bright red armor, covering him from head to toe, full plate, leaping down from the side of the Colosseum into the pit, landing silently as if the air is catching him, and he seems to almost walk his way towards you very slowly. You've caused quite the disturbance. And Charles, within you, you hear Sarak's voice. Bloodkin. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that was a combat. That was long. Kaiju fight. Kaiju fight. Kaiju fight. Thank you, families, for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll stick around for the next installment next next week when another episode releases. But as always, we want to give a big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi of Michael Gelfi Studios, Monument Studios, Epidemic Sounds, and the various artists there. All right, families, if you want to keep up to date with any news or announcements from our podcast, make sure you're following us on our X account at Roll Found, as well as on our Discord, which you can join us in that link below. All right, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.